0: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas.
1: It was like viewing another species on another planet.
0: This is M.
1: I don't blame them if they don't feel safe. We're crossing lines. We are not. It's all we've got in lockdown. I am becoming you. It's like you possess possessed me. <laughs> I want to implement a safe word for my family. And I'll just shout at them, banana, banana. You're in M. Tick, 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 tick my box. Hello, um... I don't even know where to begin with this week's episode. <laughs> we tried to start recording at 12. Um, it's now 3.40. We've just finished. Michael had to make a mercy dash and drive here because everything crashed. I was really panicking and like the good best friend that he is, he drove out to where I am out in the bush and we recorded in the same room for about the second time ever. Then my dad bought in wine So we drank that and the podcast gets a bit whiny. (laughs) Oh, the phone's ringing here too. It's just all happening. But you guys know it's raw and real. You don't come here for slick professionalism. Anyway, hi, I'm Em Rossiano. (laughs) If this is the first time listening to the podcast, well, you are in for a treat. And where have you been? I'm your spiritual guide. I'm a writer. I'm a broadcaster, I'm a TV presenter, I'm a singer, I'm a comedian, I'm a mother, I'm a Maximalist Power Queen. Welcome. I also want to remind you that this podcast that you are listening to right now will only be available on Spotify come May 13th. So if you're listening on any other app other than Spotify right now, you need to go download Spotify, it's free. Search for Emsulation and follow us because you won't be able to hear us anywhere else. And that's a really big deal and really good thing because we are Australia's first Spotify exclusive. So that's a pretty big deal. So it's just my weekly reminder, you know, I forget things too. So it's just my weekly reminder to you guys to download the Spotify app as soon as possible. Um, Gosh, it's been a very busy week for me. Uh, I'm still processing, still processing life. (laughs) Um, Obviously, some of you know, a few weeks ago, I was diagnosed with ADHD and, um, Every week I'm getting asked to talk about it and I just still want to tell you that I'm not ready. I've got so much to wade through and also a few of you have noticed I've disappeared from social media a little bit. Um, I just, I don't know, weirdly I feel a bit exposed by the diagnosis. I feel a bit like I just want to go a bit inward and protect myself. I don't know from what. I don't know. Um I've also started on medication, which has really changed things for me. Um, but I promise you, and as I've said, I will talk about it, I promise you, when I'm ready, because it is a chronically underdiagnosed thing in women, of course. We are, of course, as women, have been overlooked and under researched. So um, I'm very passionate about helping other women through this, but not yet. <laughs> Uh, that's really it. Uh, my tour goes on sale today. If you're listening on Thursday for the general public, it's been it's been a long time in the making. I'm really excited. We're doing Brisbane, Adelaide, and Sydney. Uh, We had a pre-sale obviously this week, but don't worry. There's still amazing seats that we held back for the general public that is happening. So um, if you just go to my socials at MRussiano, you'll be able to find all the ticketing links there. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your wonderful faces in the flesh, in the real IRL, as the kids say. So what you're about to hear is it is pretty hectic. Even for our standards, a lot of TV recommendations. We cover off the Oscars. Uh, We cover off me sexually objectifying Jocs on Frillo from MasterChef. It's just something for everyone. We end up sexually objectifying Disney princes. I hope you enjoy it. I, in the end, have had fun. It was nice to have Michael in the same room, although distracting. All right, play the Music.
0: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation.
1: Hello, everybody, to the very professional operation that is the M. Salation podcast. Michael Lucas has had to drive to my parents' house. Today has been the biggest clusterfuck. He had a car crash. (laughs) A very minor one. He fucking called me and he's like, it's okay, man, I'll do it from the car. I just don't have headphones. I'm like, bitch. (laughs)
0: And that was the beginning. Talk into your mind. I okay. am talking. What, how am I... So- oh, look, okay. see, I'm just talking the way I normally talk. It always seems to be fine, but now she can see me. Also, I'm looking straight at her, but I've got to pretend not to look at her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because we're making a video too, so he has to talk to his camera as though he's talking to me, even though he's sitting 30 centimetres away. I can see him
0: very clearly, but instead she's making me look at myself.
1: <laughs> Which, what a joy. <laughs> for me, oddly, not strange. For him, he feels uncomfortable. Um, so, yes, we're here in the same room for about the second time in the podcast history, and we're just going to get on with it because we've been trying to record for three hours, and here we are. First thing we're going to talk about... <laughs> I <laughs> just need to. Uh, the Oscars. The Oscars. It's hard not to look at you, to be honest. I'm going to put my hands up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can see. If you've got video, when, when my eyes dart a little, I'm looking at them.
1: Yeah. And my video is not centered, Wait. Right? Oh, shit. No, then you can see the edge of the foil.
0: No, oh, no, we've got it.
1: To... Okay, there we go. Um, Oscars was on Monday. No one watched it. Like, like, how about the ratings? The ratings are terrible.
0: Yeah. Like, we're talking Amer- nine million Americans, but that's down from, like, it was close to 50 at, like, 2010. Yeah. And even last year it was, like, 20. So it really plummeted. Jeez. But it has, we, what, you got to say that 2020 is not a great year for movie going for very obvious <laughs> reasons.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Why did something happen in 2020? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, no, it wasn't great, but, um, Lots of talkable moments have still come out of it, but even though I didn't watch it, I have a surprising depth and chest of knowledge about what actually went down. Better still, you have strong opinions. (laughs) I can form a strong opinion off about two seconds of information. (laughs) You know that. I have opinions and I will share them. Um, So first thing I guess we should talk about is, you had a moment that you enjoyed that involved the sentence I never thought I'd say, Glenn Close shaking her booty.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't think you really dig into it, it's not that much of a mystery why I would enjoy it so much. Well, Glenn Close was up for, I think, was it her ninth nomination or something like that? Yeah. She's never won. She's never won. Always
1: the We're br- looking at each other now. We've given up. Yeah. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Never. Never. And, like, do you think every year that she's just like, because last year she literally lost to Olivia Coleman, who just didn't care. Like, yeah. she, was, she, she was like, oh, shit. I won. Sorry, Glenn.
0: Yeah, she was up against Olivia Colman again, but she didn't lose to her this time.
1: Who'd she lose to? She lost to the
0: grandma from Minari. Um, so, we were, you know, but I think everyone knew. Look, everyone, it was kind of universally agreed. She was in a shit film, unfortunately. <laughs> You'll be the allergy. She was amazing. Film was shit. Mm. So she just thought, I'm going to go and enjoy myself. And there was this sort of quiz. Questlove was part of the whole team, and he did sort of a quiz where he went around and played songs and Love said, you. okay, question, like, was this nominated?" For an Oscar and did it win? That was the and Glenn was the highlight because mm. he played this song debut. Yes, that was in a Spike Lee movie mm-hmm. and it was sort of a bit of a joke, like as if Glenn Close is going to know because she's
1: so white and so old. She is
0: the whitest lady in the whole wide yep. world, except mm-hmm. for Maggie Smith, possibly it's neck and neck. <laughs> but. She knew and all of a sudden she's like I know this She gave the whole context for the movie About how Spike Lee did and then she gave all these Like ancillary references to it Like she was talking about EU Sugar Bear, the Backyard Band like. And then at the height of it all they started playing it And then she got up and she did the booty shaking dance From the video clip so she shook her butt And it was completely delightful Do you know how to do the butt? Come on let's see it Let me see you do the butt Let's see it If there was, there a, probably a little voice in your head that was thinking, "This is going to be set up." Does yeah. Glenn close? But it really? Absolutely, set but up. here's what I love about her so much. Mm is the next day she went on Instagram and she posted a picture she was sitting on a table with Daniel Kalua, who is the best supporting actor winner of the night and Darrell Gibson who both had this huge R&B knowledge and she fully admitted that um, they helped her <gasps> the, the answers gave her the answers but it was so lovely that she did I loved her even more for saying she was going Darrell insisted that I mention the backyard ban and the whole DMV I had to google the video and watch it but then she said but when I got up and danced that was Spentani, yes, that wasn't. But I but I loved her for doing it so enthusiastically and I loved it even more for acknowledging that they all helped her do it. And then at the end it was really kind of moving because she said it was the best night sitting with them. I considered them friends for life. <gasps>
1: Oh, yeah. I now demand the buddy movie. I request and require a buddy movie between these three because I would watch the shit out of that. I love it so much that she researched it like it was an acting role.
0: Oh, she did. She did. She was so enthusiastic about it. I wanted to get an honorary Oscar just for doing that dance <laughs> and then for the post.
1: Well, you know Nigella's been nominated for a BAFTA for the way she says microwave? No. Legit. Oh. There's a, a BAFTA category about a television sound something and I skimmed the headline but I will have an opinion <laughs> and I didn't read it and yeah. because she said have you heard her say maku yeah
0: yeah she has some interesting intonations
1: but I've warmed in the micro wave thank you Nigella did you see the technology that Master Chef had with Nigella
0: no but wasn't she like virtual reality or something <laughs>
1: it was a like hologram Nigella I mean, we'll the I started thinking about how much money she could make by just beaming into people's houses. She doesn't have to cook, <laughs> she can just be there. I would pay to have Nigella just come to my house and look like she's standing next to me. Imagine the selfie opportunities.
0: This could be a source of revenue for you. I just, you got hype man before someone goes out. Virtual reality. Take that off!
1: Take that off! Yes, looking hot, loving that. No, no, no. We need a black heel with that. We're not wearing a white heel. It makes our shoes our feet look enormous. No plastic bra straps. Take them off! Take them (laughs) off! I love that idea because it was so realistic. Anyway, we digress. So we're at the Oscars now. The big talking point out of the Oscars, though, was the winner of the Best Actor award. Mm. And we should point out in the lead up, Chadwick Boseman won. He won the Golden Globe.
0: Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah, and some screen actors things. Yeah, yeah. so
1: it, it was assumed, obviously, Black Panther tragically died last year of cancer. It was assumed, foregone conclusion, he would take the Oscar.
0: Yeah, like Heath Ledger did. Yeah,
1: like Heath Ledger did. And also, the whole night, in the goodie bags, which feels a little bit bad taste, they had gold statues of kind of his head in the goodie bags, and... (laughs)
0: when you die I will make little gold statues of your head and give them out of your funeral and I think you'll appreciate it for being pitched at just the right level of taste sure
1: sure 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 sure. Uh, and then for the first time in Oscar history they moved the best actor category to the end of the show and normally as we famously remember when Moonlight was not announced when it should have won what got announced instead of Moonlight oh La La Land that's right La La Land it was like
0: going from the whitest movie (laughs) in the world
1: Yeah, appropriating jazz from black people the whole thing yes so everyone knows the final award of the Night is always best film, but this year it was changed. I was like, oh, because it's going to be this amazing, amazing tribute, fantastic. And then, and all through the night, there'd been a lot of diverse, like the first Asian woman director to win best director, amazing. And then this happened. And the Academy Award for Actor goes to
0: Anthony Hopkins, the father. The Academy congratulates Anthony Hopkins and accepts the Oscar on his behalf. Thank you.
1: Sir, I mean, it was so weird. Did you see? I saw it. The way it ended was like... Yeah. Like, the batteries ran out on the ceremony.
0: The ultimate anticlimax. It could not have gone worse. I uh, can't even imagine anything, anything, because it was, yeah. I mean, obviously, a, a mistake is better. Like, when Moonlight was accidentally uh, m- you exploded, was that sitting was, next to each other was on a riveting. hotel bed,
1: remember? Oh. In Sydney. Highlight of the year. And we looked at each other and said, <laughs> is this What? Yes,
0: real. But I think what both instances prove is that it's not set up. Like, mistakes can still happen. And, that, and, and yeah, clearly they 100% thought Chadwick was going to take it out, was going to be their emotional crescendo, and they just had it completely wrong. I
1: know. They really did. And then and then Anthony Hopkins won. Not even there.
0: Oh, no. If he'd been there, it still would have been an anticlimax, but he would have been given a standing O or something like that. Because he's he the, the oldest ever winner. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And... By, and it hasn't won in 30 years since *Silence of the Lambs*. Yeah. So cool. And Sir Anthony was as surprised as all of us. Yeah. Here's his acceptance speech. Well, good morning. Well, here I am in my homeland in Wales, and at 83 years of age, I did not expect to get this award. I really didn't, and um, very grateful to the Academy and thank you. And I want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Was taken from us far too early and again thank you all very much <laughs> I really did not expect this so I
0: feel very privileged and honored thank you
1: Coming to us from a vineyard, I think.
0: Was he? No, Anthony, well, no, it was just he didn't do an... That was amazing. He didn't do an acceptance speech. He just said...
1: No, that was after... That was the day after, wasn't it?
0: Oh, did he? Yeah, have you not seen the video? No, no. Wow, Wow. wow,
1: you need to watch it. He came to us from a vineyard. And he, as we just heard, it's lovely that he acknowledged... Mm. as well. So that was probably the most <laughs> I just still want to be
0: there at a certain point in the meetings about the Oscars, there would have been one producer who committed that the chance was worth taking, who would have been like, you know what? It's a 98% chance I will be and I just I, I wish we could source some sort of close-up of that producer's face at the oh, end where they're like I want a
1: close-up of the director's face <laughs> when it gets announced, and he's just like, shut it down, shut it down, pull the plug. End it, end it. Look, there wasn't even an attempt to save it.
0: Well, the director was Steven Soderbergh, who is a film director, who directed oh, like Aaron Brockovich. And often they get elite film directors to do it. And I know what it's like because as a, as a um, media person, you sit there watching these award ceremonies thinking, I bet I could do better than this. <laughs> and then you put your hand up for the job and <laughs> Steven Soderbergh did it. And let's just say crashed and burned.
1: Oh, my God. So, so bad. All right. Is that all our Oscars moments we wanted to cover? I feel like there's something we forgot. Is that everything?
0: I feel like that's pretty much everything. everything.
1: (laughs) I want to move on to a couple, we're going to do some TV reviews this week. I'm so discombobulated. It's weird you're sitting next to me. Everything's echoey. I can't focus. For me, it's weird
0: because in some parts of my eye, I've got purple, like shimmering screeners. And other parts, I've got like a pastoral gum tree. (laughs) That's very M. (laughs) Rossiano. So and then in between marking the division is M herself, and then like literally it's her parents' wedding photo. Like
1: oh, I had to take. Mum has this. This used to be called the creepy doll room. Oh,
0: it is creepy dolls. She does. I mean, I is anyone that. really surprised? M's mum has a room. But
1: this used to be called. <laughs> all of us refuse to sleep in here. If you're gonna, if you're listening now, you got to watch the video. Here's the creepy doll. <laughs> but there's about fifty of them, and um, yeah, it's a creepy doll room.
0: Oh, yeah, it's an old-timey, if you can't see it, in a pink old-timey dress with dead eyes. Absolute dead eyes. What
1: about the one who's in the Russian Cold War up
0: there that I can't reach? I don't... Is that what it is, Russian Cold War? Then there's a
1: stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I'm focusing. Right. I have been binging television the last probably week. And I have a few recommendations. and I'm going to burn through them. First, oh my God, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Spoiler alert. If you haven't yet seen Falcon
1: and the Winter Soldier and don't want M to spoil it for you, skip 1 minute 20 right now. <laughs> if you haven't watched this, I'm just going to tell you the first black Captain America. I'm not spoiling it. It's everywhere. I don't care. You should have watched it by now. I was on a plane, Michael. And the Falcon busts through the window. He's got a new outfit that the Wakandans have made for him. And he is standing there and someone says, who's that? And he goes, I'm Captain America. And I'm like, fuck yes you are! I'm sorry, wait. Who are you? Captain America. <clears> the <throat> I like burst into tears on the plane and the flight attendant who was sitting next to me because she was on a standby flight, she's like, are you okay? I said, there's a black Captain America. <laughs> I'm just so happy for all the kids that he will represent. You know, and you can't be what you can't see. She's got a full lecture. i <laughs> was disappointed
0: the pilot didn't make an announcement.
1: I, look, if I could have made that happen, I didn't want to draw any more attention to myself than I did by like going, yes, black Captain America. So it's amazing. It, and also, the guy who plays Winter Soldier, Bucky, he's so hot. And he looks so much like Scott. And Odette has taken a real shine to him. So we are now mercilessly teasing her and sending her photos that she thinks her dad's hot. So that's <laughs> the my other fun side of this. Okay, now I'm going to burn through everything else. The other thing I've been watching, which is really fulfilling my fantasy, dystopia, young adult, teen love, Game of Thrones, void, Vikings wannabe, whole, is Shadow and Bone. And oh, it's, it's... Michael, has got everything I want. Dark like. fantasy, is that what we're talking it's dark about? dark fantasy. Okay. Our
0: enemies are threatened by your mere existence.
1: The whole world will be after you.
0: The prize is one million Kruger.
1: Bring me Alina
0: Starkov.
1: Am I a prisoner?
0: All of Ravka is. Until you and I enter the fold. And destroy it from within.
1: No pressure. It's amazing. It's obviously owned at teenagers, so perfect for me Mm -hmm. in my wheelhouse. And basically, the kingdom of Ravka is divided into east and west, and in the centre of them there runs a fold, which is like a huge dark mist full of evil things. And essentially, think like, again, another Cold War Russia reference, but big on those today. um, Everyone's walking around in like, you know, the military double-breasted heavy grey coats with the woolen hats, and, you know, everyone's looking very severe. And basically, um, it's based on a book series called the Grisha Novels. And Grishas are witches and they have lots of powers and they have been co-opted into the army. And everyone's waiting for this, like, sun summoner to get rid of the fold. And so we have to find the sun summoner. And there's a love triangle and it's got, like, openly gay characters. It's ethnically diverse. There's snow. There's romance. There's witch hunters. There's fantasy. It's got everything you're going to want. It's flawless. <laughs> Ten out of ten. Is it it can
0: I, I just say objectively though, is it is it kind of like your comfort food trash fantasy joy? It's not or trash is it no, okay, it's a serious. It's We're good. talking
1: okay. Yeah, you'll like it. Okay. Especially Jesper because he takes a fancy to a, a stable hand and the next thing they're just totally passing. Uh And it's just normal. It's Mm. not a weird big thing. Mm. It's just become, it's just like watching, you know, a heterosexual couple go for it. Mm. I loved it. And it's aimed at teenagers. Mm. Love that. Over the Moon is another show I've been obsessing over.
0: Oh, poor lady, that goddess. So lonely up there on the moon,
1: dreaming of her one true love. Holy, the your show. Tim, ah, it's just a silly myth. It's not a silly myth. It's real. She's on the moon, right? her true love right papa
0: uh.
1: he used to believe in her if Papa could only believe again okay it's amazing it's on Netflix it's Netflix is shot across the bow at Disney it's saying we can do wild fantasy musicals as well and you know what we're gonna celebrate Chinese mythical stories because we're ethnically diverse too! <laughs> Over the Moon is a story of Fei-Fei, who's trying to move through the grief of the death of her mother. Her dad meets another woman four years later, appropriate time frame, and Fei-Fei's not having it. So she goes to the moon to get the help from the moon goddess that her mum used to love. And basically it starts out and it's like really beautiful and there's all this beautiful Chinese, like, calligraphy and it's all really gentle and then pff, she gets to the moon and it's like you've dropped acid. And it's this crazy psychedelic diva. Philippa Sue from Hamilton, Eliza plays the moon goddess Changa and oh my god she she changes costumes she does a big performance she has a big diva number then she plays table tennis another costume change it's insane and then they're in the room of darkness and i feel like my soul was bad and i cried and i cried and i cried because i'm in the room of darkness sometimes and then there's a hot jade rabbit that does djing (laughs) and then there's like another little cute white rabbit and there's a rabbit romance and you don't think you want it and then you see them see each other and you just start obsessing over the rabbits getting together which is amazing so um
0: has it passed the alio test can he watch it does oh, he enjoy it we've
1: watched it three times through together right he gets up in the morning and he asks for the rabbies. Ah. Uh. <laughs> is, is that all the shows i wanted to recommend wait i've got one yeah i know i just want to make sure all my craziness is out before you do something sensible yeah no 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 that's good okay what's yours
0: mine is called Mare of east town but mare as in the name mare, or the horse kind of horse i thought
1: that was it was m-a-r-e yeah, saying, that's right. Yeah, because yeah,
0: yeah. so, no, yeah. that's her name. Yeah. So anyway, Kate Winslet is in this, uh, and it's essentially a murder mystery. But I, I, I think the headline that we're going to come out with is Kate Winslet is playing her grandmother. That's already where we're at. Like, we're and not because of prosthetics. I mean that she looks like Kate Winslet as we know her. Well, not really, because I think a lot of people will talk about this as is is the role that Kate Winslet has taken, where she has eschewed, like no glamour, no glamour whatsoever, like very little makeup, if any at all. Like her hair's all grown out and she plays like the detective.
1: So hard, it's long, hard, hard, hard. Oh, and she's In she's a small a, town,
0: absolute hot mess. Like hot she's mess. basically, you know, how we've just had like twenty years of TV shows that are all about these hot mess men stumbling around the world who are occasionally brilliant professionals, but like their personal lives are shit. And Functioning just,
1: alcoholics. Yeah, that is what
0: that's good. what she's like. Like she's 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 a broken woman. She's former she went,
1: basketball star of the town. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So her, you know, faded old glory of she took an amazing shot when she was young. That's and, what she's known for. And um. You yeah, terrible, like, dank hair that's got, like... She's all gone full of- Well, she's gone... Kate Winslet. I think she's gone as ugly as she can go she's before they put the like party on her face. Okay. Because still, like that skin, you just can't. It's she's still got good. That
1: beautiful English, English rose, rose skin. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. And there's one bit hilariously where it's like she is agreeing to go out to a sort of a date. And she races around like finding her daughter's like lipstick and waits on And then only it takes one little lick of lipstick <laughs> and a comb, and all of a sudden she's the face of Lincoln I mean, she's, it's
1: like when you read books where a woman's having a makeover and they just put a slick of lipstick on their lip and just a touch of blush and just a little flutter of mascara totally transformed.
0: But in this case, actually, I think that was pretty much all they did to her and it was enough. <laughs> but anyway, I love it because it's her settling into playing those sort of grizzled angry and there was like in the first episode just early on, she injures herself, sprains her ankle and then she f- commits to the limp for two episodes and I just loved it. Her in these big winter coats with her terrible regrowth going limp, 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 spitting out insults of people, being generally objectionable, having one night stands with Guy Pierce. That was weird. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah Guy Pierce is in it he's, looks like, he's looking old too He's gone complete silver And I'm not even going to say silver fox I'm just going to say he's gone silver and so for me I, I it makes me realize how rarely you see women have that transition in a, their careers when like where's the woman Walter White? You just don't get those sort of characters but Kate Winslet I love it. is doing it's it. It's about time. It's about time I exactly. Mean, for
1: goodness sake, it's about time us average women were represented on the screen. Time. I mean, she's anything so but so average. Let's I face know, she's it. Amazing. She's still
0: got beauty contracts. <laughs> but, but <laughs> She definitely has has uh, definitely has committed to appearing on screen. And with hasn't no
1: frozen her face off? Not at all. Like she's, which I loved the most when I was watching the the trailer. I was like, oh, her face is moving.
0: That's right. You've oh, really got to buy your time in the first episode because I think it's just the first episode. Is feels- it a murder
1: mystery? Yes. All oh, right. I but you are that
0: only becomes apparent in the last seconds of the first episode. So for a while, it's kind of like, yeah, we know you're going to keep watching because it's Kate Winslet wandering around with no makeup and a limp. So you're going to hang <laughs> in here. And they were right. I hung in there. And then the plot really takes off. It's a bit Broadchurch, it's a bit oh, yeah a bit Broadchurch, bit happy valley don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but yeah anyway oh, kate, so kate winslet i want to say i mean you, you're tempted to say ugged up kate winslet but she can't hug so kate winslet stripped bare but not <laughs> naked but anyway let's
1: move on she really can't ug up at all um now before we get to the big topic of the day which is me objectifying jock from master chef hmm. i did want to alert everyone this is a bit of a community service announcement harry styles has a sleep story on the Calm app. Hello. I'm Harry Styles. And tonight, I'm going to help you drift off to sleep. With some soothing words and calming music. A sleep story. Just for you. Did you know this?
0: Well, it probably won't surprise you to hear that um, the the genius algorithms on all my social media obviously know that Harry Styles being connected with me going to bed somehow is something that's going to work. So <laughs> I get suggested content like Harry Styles. Is it some sort of like he reads a story to help lull you to sleep? Yes. Yeah, they suggest it for me. And, and But every time they do, I'm like, you know me too well. I, I haven't
1: look, clicked on it. I listen to it yeah. on Michael Lucas for 40 minutes. He guides you through, like, forests and across rivers. And it also kind of felt like he was taking me to Forks, Twilight. Because he basically describes the the sexy meadow that Edward builds for Bella. So, like, in my mind, it's a hybrid cross of Harry Styles and Robert Pattinson somehow Mm. probably hooking up at some point. (laughs) Because we know Kristen's got no interest in either of them. Mm. So, I just think, like, already I'm in. Already, I'm at the start of twilight and Harry's wandering me through. There's a there's a deer running off in the distance. Is he being chased by a vampire? Probably. And <laughs> no. then um, you kind of are snuggling on a raft from the memory and you're, you're bouncing on streams. But the thing I love most about it was like at no point did it cross the line into – because if it was too sexy and flirty, you wouldn't be able to – You'd be too stimulated. You like yeah, you'd have to – You'd have to do something. You'd have to relieve the tension and however you want to do it.
0: You'd have to toss off the weighted anxiety blanket. Pretty much. Get down to business.
1: (laughs) The anxiety blanket may have been taken off. So he really strikes a balance of just like supportive sleep friend that you'll probably hook up with later, but now's not the time. Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's a hard lane to stay in, but I I would absolutely back him to stay there. So
1: the first initial few minutes are like, you know, we're all stripped bare and we're all just being with each other and close and connected and snuggling. So initially you think, oh, Jesus, okay, this is. Yeah. Okay. But then he really just gets professional sleep coach. And the words are spread out as it gets further into the 40 minutes. And then by the last five minutes, it just sounds like. I don't know. Harry's really stoned and just kind of speaking every 30 seconds or so because by that stage you're supposed to be completely asleep.
0: Right. And so it's worked. Has it helped you sleep? No, but you still love it anyway.
1: No, not. Dad's coming in with wine. Come on. (gasps) (gasps) Oh,
0: my God.
1: (laughs) We're live recording, but that's fine. I mean, today has been been great. Thanks, Dad. Dad Dad just brought in some wine. Oh, it's lovely. And some glasses. So cheers, Vince. Appropriately. What a day. There you go. Um, I'm just going to crack it open.
0: Appropriately on the Harry Styles.
1: Yeah, like, oh, my God. This, can we hear that?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is why podcasts are better than radio, because this is not allowed on radio.
0: Although I think there are people that have been drunk on radio and on television.
1: Oh, I can confirm both of those things and I've done both. Michael just swished white wine. This is the loosest podcast ever. Cheers. Cheers. We've
0: got that. Cheers. Um, <laughs> I think we might be celebrating a little early, but anyway.
1: Nah, so it's kind of hot. Back so, to I, Harry Styles. I do recommend it.
0: Can I just say that if ever there was an announcement mm. that Harry Styles was starring in a remake of Twilight, I would probably just call paramedics and send them round to your house immediately.
1: Before we get off, Harry, <gasps> yes, can you, movie. Yeah, can you talk about that? Okay. Okay, Michael's dying. This is pretty exciting.
0: Pretty exciting. I'm just
1: drinking wine as I talk to you
0: all. Harry, in addition to his many other talents and qualities, uh, he's a good actor. He was good in Dunkirk and we oh, I thought he was good in Dunkirk. Yeah, he was good. Um, and he's also starring in Olivia Wilde's uh, movie. Love life, uh, uh, bedroom, yeah. the China. <laughs> <joiner. laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's called... Uh, don't worry, darling, or something like that. Anyway, but it's the next movie, the one he's shooting now, and it's called My Policeman. I don't know very much about it, but here's what I do know. It's set in the 50s. It's him and it's Emma Corrin, who played Princess Diana in the crown. Got
1: it, got it. She's a lesbian.
0: Yeah. Uh, she just said queer. So, okay. you know, it could be bi, or who knows. But um, I love that she's whatever she wants to be.
1: Exactly. But-
0: but Harry plays her husband and the premise is it's Harry is having an affair with a policeman character and who's uh, that? Who's
1: playing
0: that? Uh, uh, mm, Quickly this would make like this...
1: Google, oh, who do we want it to be? Robert Pattinson would be ideal.
0: No, it's not. Oh. Um, wait a minute, here we go, here we go, here we go. Tell me. Um ooh, Harry Style's set to do the devil's dance in an upcoming films. That That's what the, is the link I sex.
1: <laughs> Do you refer to anal sex as the devil's dance, Adrian? You ready for some devil's dancing?
0: I re- uh, Okay, Luther actor David Dawson. I've never heard of him.
1: I know okay. Luther, I'm not the leading, L- not Luther. Well,
0: uh Show me a picture. Um, hang on.
1: Oh, Harry looks so hot.
0: This isn't from no. I, I want don't know a picture. But um, okay, let's so just say, yeah, the the critical quote that really got my attention in this article is a movie insider and look you always get a bit skeptical when people say insider but i believe it because this is based on a book harry will be having sex on screen they want it to look as real as possible yes Ooh. the plan is to shoot multiple romps between harry and david yes. and then another scene when harry is naked on his own yes. this is just really crossing the line this but good good segue okay
1: I have some suggestions yeah we need the 360 days film crew drones Situation, they need to be hired and the int- intimacy coach. Mm. I want the 365 DNI in- intimacy coach and film crew filming Harry Styles' sex scenes. I demand <laughs> it. I demand that kind of attention to crotch, attention to biting, just. Like drone shots of their sex. Like,
0: that, it was precision, yeah. <laughs> and if uh, you may need to approve the uncut footage, if that could be just privately oh, transferred
1: to you to send, I'm happy to do that for free. Speaking of sexually objectifying men, mm. um, I have been not accused, but a few comments were raised about my interview with Master Chef's Jock. Zon Frillo on The Project. The wine's just hitting my bloodstream. She's settling in. This could be a four-hour podcast. So he was on promoting the show and the fact that Nigella was coming in via hologram. And look, have a little listen. Here's some of the interview. Hello, Jock. I love you so much. You're so hot. Are you wearing a kilt? Are you wearing a kilt right now? Just say yes. Just say yes. Are you wearing a kilt right now? Come
0: on. Not today. You've got to keep it for the finale. Keeping it for the finale.
1: (laughs) Oh, I see. You've got special occasion kilt. Don't you have a casual kilt? There is
0: a casual kill. I used to mow the lawn with a kilt and a pair of wellies and a jumper on.
1: Oh, don't say that. So basically, ha, 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 it was very funny. I spoke to him after and I'm like, are you cool, dude? Did I go too far? And he's like, no, nah, it was hilarious. You were funny. It was great. Mm. I'm like, cool, cool, thanks. And then I just noticed I got a couple messages and actually my husband said it to me also. Ooh. My husband, Scott, said, oh, imagine if you were a bloke saying that to a woman. And I said, hop, hop, hop. <laughs> And then I did get a few messages, a few DMs saying, I love you, Em, but you know, in this day and age, we, we shouldn't be sexually objectifying anyone. And I bide my time, I bide my time, I don't respond. <clears throat> but I have very strong feelings on this topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a very, it was a, if I'm
0: correct, it was a very kilt focused uh, expression of your attraction to him in said kilt, yes? Yeah.
1: And I just said he was very good looking. Yeah, um, And I also asked them to uh, close up on him eating. <laughs> but here's the difference. like, And everyone's like, this is a terrible sexist double standard. It's just not. And I'll tell you why. Men have never traditionally been defined by the way they look. They don't live in fear of being sexually mm. harassed. Or raped. Mm. So there's the baseline, first of all. Mm. If I make a comment about a man and the way he looks, it's just that. It's a comment. Mm. There is no ramifications on his career, on his earning capacity, on his safety. But throughout time, there's something called the male gaze because within advertising and TV and movies, back in the day, and it's still pretty bad, the creative decisions were made through a man's lens. So our default setting as a society is a straight white man in his 50s. That's that's just neutral for us because that's what we've been conditioned to watch. So I don't even remember why I made that point. But there, there is no equivalent to the male gaze is where I was going with this. There's, there's nothing that a woman can do that can ever kind of equal the ledger with that. And the male gaze has cost women f- f- everything from uh, gender pay gaps to – safety when leaving places in the dark and the bottom line is if a woman says something that sexually objectifies a man in a pub that man isn't then afraid to walk back to his car and think that she's going to attack him or be angered at at being rejected but I can tell you as a woman there is a very real fear if you're not polite to a man who makes advances on you at a pub or a club you do worry later on in the night that something might happen to you so that's why it's different in my eyes, Michael
0: Lucas. Yeah, and as you were saying before as well, I think for millennia it's kind of been like if you're deemed to be attractive as a woman, then that's the only trait you're allowed to have. And it was equated with women being stupid as well. Mm. So you couldn't be attractive and smart at the one time, whereas in Jock's case, like, you know, he's primarily there as a chef and if we layer on and you're, you know, attractive as well, it, in, in the case of men, it never seems to diminish no. the respect for their core it skills. It does
1: it doesn't... If if I tell Jock he's hot, that doesn't affect his ability to earn. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't affect his life in any way other than that, yeah, he's got some weird panty, thirsty woman on the screen in another state. But it's just... It blows my mind that some people watched that and then felt like they needed to defend men. Men are fine, guys. Fuck, I got mad. <laughs> so, in summary, I will continue to sexually objectify whoever I want. And... I'm not gonna stop or apologise.
0: <laughs> she's gonna be like a sexually objectifying yeah. laser out there in the world. Yeah. I'm basically gonna up it. And you should be so lucky to fall in her case. <laughs> Let me tell you, she is she is uh, she's choosy about who gets it. And and if you're not one of the cast of Vikings, you're doing pretty well.
1: Pretty much. I do have I mean and Jock is off brand for me a little bit. Just a little bit. But he's... I
0: feel like I, I like to think I've slightly infected you with it. I've hyped him up. Yeah. And I've really, like, helped you get into the zone of thinking, yeah, kilt, yeah, curly grey
1: hair, yeah. But can we just, like, talk about this moment where he said that he mows the lawn in wellies and a kilt and nothing else?
0: Well, I used to mow the lawn with a kilt and a pair of wellies. All I could think, anyone who mows the lawn knows, sometimes things fling off the blade and go sharply, you know, crash into you and... If he has exposed Nether regions under that kilt, you wouldn't want a bit of bark to come through. I know he's already had a lot of children, so maybe he's not looking to have more, but you are putting things at risk. I would say kilt to me is from a testicular point of view not an ideal garment for mowing the lawn. A uh-huh. hot. You, you you do have a weird fetish for sort of garden <laughs> like hardware. <laughs>
1: I do have a weird thing going <laughs> on. Tim, Tim Minchin and I at the moment have this weird, he's making me a calendar. It's a hashtag. And because I commented, he loves to wield a lot of big machinery. Australia's Tim Minchin, composer, musical comedian, actor, playwright. amazing. <laughs> um, he and I just just made a cheeky little comment about how I would like a signed picture of this, and then he, and then he and I backed and forth, and then he put up like two more, and I said, "Right, that's it. I need a calendar." And then all his followers have jumped on board. So every time he posts now with the machinery, which is quite often, mm. he hashtags a calendar for M. Rassiano. See. <laughs> I don't know. I was
0: gonna. I
1: don't know what. And is look,
0: it? that that whole thing is not taking away from the fact that he is the award-winning composer oh, of Matilda. Oh, shut <laughs> up
1: things to feel bad about saying a hot guy's hot that has no consequences on him and he's not afraid of it. Maybe it's a bit unwanted, sure, but he doesn't get reduced to the way he looks in his career. There's no danger of that. So shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if Jock wants to produce a calendar for M of him using the same hardware but in a kilt, then I just would say it's a magnificent promotional opportunity.
1: Can I tell you something? I I didn't think I would... So the next day on Jock's Instagram account after the objectification, or it might have even been that night, he posted like a six photo tribute to his wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: <laughs> like literally, go look at his Instagram Okay, I am. Literally, a picture of him kissing his wife was, and I was, and I was like, that's why I texted him and said, is everything cool, dude? Because he put that up. I'm not saying it's in any way directly correlated to me objectifying him on the television, but it was certainly up very quickly after the event.
0: Yes, I see. <laughs> Did and really, look? like, he has left no ambiguity there. Like, it is a picture of him. He's, he, he actually does, yeah, six years. It's a look back over six years. It begins with a hard close-up of them passing.
1: Do you think that's because he felt like,
0: just to children. remind all
1: the thirsty bitches like me that he's a taken man. I respect that. Oh, see, he's hotter. He's loyal to his wife. He just got more attractive.
0: Yeah, he finishes on a solo picture of himself standing in an amazing black knit.
1: He knows what the ladies are getting. And
0: carrying want. the worry beads, which also I feel like is something he's doing to, you know, code in a coded way to connect with you. <laughs> you're a worry bead kind of... You're a... You're <laughs> him, his... If you can match worry beads and a kilt and outdoor machinery, you've got him. Pretty much.
1: <laughs> Scott does have this one pair of jeans that he mows in. We call them his stripper jeans. They're amazing.
0: Why? Are they very tight or something? They're, they they're
1: tight on the bum. They've got big holes on the knees and they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of a cowboy look and he only wears them to mow in. And he put them on this morning to take Elio to the play center and I said, Oh, there's gonna be some steamy, moist mums when you walk in, in your stripper jeans. <laughs> I love when he puts on his stripper jeans. Sometimes when I'm like mad, I'll just say go put your stripper jeans on. Oh, I on think you
0: chair. should buy him a kilt to do the mowing. You've you've had your children. He'll be so right.
1: True. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get him to get a vasectomy, so maybe two beds, one dick. <laughs> Does
0: that even work as a
1: joke? <laughs> Hang on, two <laughs> birds, the, one dick. That's what the podcast dick. is called. That's the episode name. Two, <laughs> two birds, one, birds dick. one dick. Does that work? Two birds, one dick. Yeah, because it's the vasectomy odd. Oh, don't it? It's t- really. T- t- it's a vasectomy, and he's in a kilt. So, yeah. So win win. Two
0: birds, one stone. Yeah. Oh, I'm just wondering whether one it would be dick, one uh, stirring, yeah. One two testicles, one. one bit of bark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off pace today. We should do drunk <laughs> insulation more often. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I think that's what we've got time for. Um, <laughs> everyone listening, all, everyone, all the producers listening going, make it in. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to keep in all the hardline sexual objectification stuff. We'll see. Oh, I think it was a highlight. Like. <laughs> You're already. It's not. You it's not. Like, it's just lady with his fucking fishbowl of wine. Oh, I think, I it think it
0: You've left Bluey alone this time, so I think you're oh, fine. Yes, <laughs> you have sexually objectified Bluey, so you're probably going to crucify.
1: <laughs> I did not. Don't say that. The Daily Mail will say I sexually objectified Bluey. I did not. I did not. No. Just wanted to be
0: more She's purely... Inclusive. She would, in terms of cartoon characters, she'd give Aladdin a once-over. But Would I what?
1: <laughs> no, I've always... I, I always... love. Well, this is going to sound so bad. Mufasa is the hottest. I know. Yeah, I know.
0: You've always had a thing. Look, Simba, Everything the light touches is our kingdom. I mean, he's he's regal. He's regal. And he really... He looks like he knows what he's doing and he's... Yeah. That
1: voice. Like, the whole thing. For me, Mufasa is the hottest Disney king prince.
0: <coughs> yeah. Eric's always been boring. He's a real disappointment. He
1: also expects women to totally change for him, and was happy to be with someone with no voice. Oh, really? Mm. You're going to marry someone with no voice? Mm. I just think, for me, bestiality aside, <laughs> <laughs> and then I also had a weird thing for Scar too. I mean, not Scar. Um, what's the guy who wears the really? He's got the amazing winged eyeliner in Aladdin. Jafar. I always had a weird thing for Jafar too.
0: I think it's because Jafar, you think, would have excellent bedding. Hundred percent. And like, yeah, good features. He'd have a bed chamber. Yeah, he would. He did he have for very stuff coaster. Like, four Yeah.
1: Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, had
0: that like magic wand thing yeah. with the, the snake my, eyes. Yeah, I mean, who knows what he could do with that? <laughs> oh Yeah, I think he wouldn't be attracted to you, but he'd still sort of put in a silky effort somehow. Oh, he
1: is silky. That is the exact way to describe Jafar. Silky. You want him?
0: You'd insist. You just need the parrot to get out of the room. Oh, like, parrot's be a problem. So I
1: agree. So I think as far as yeah, we haven't left any of because all the other princes I just don't care for. I'm just trying to think of the modern day ones. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, look. Moana's dad, you wouldn't say no. I, need to, about,
0: I need to go back He's and have pretty a good.
1: look. He's pretty good. <laughs> I think we've descended to the depths of where we need to go now. Um, <laughs> just sexually objectifying Disney princess. <laughs> it's the circle of life. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Um, Michael and I are going to continue drinking wine. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. This
0: is Emsolation.
1: Okay, my darlings, that's it. What a wild ride, eh? But that's why you come. Hey, can I ask a favour of you? We are obviously a grassroots podcast. One thing, it was just a little thing we started during the pandemic. I didn't really think it would become as big as it has. But I just love that there's so many like-minded individuals out there who are as obsessed with the weird same tangent of things we are. But we always are looking for new members of the Emulation community. So my request to you as you leave us, if you've enjoyed what you've just listened to, could you maybe forward the episode onto a friend who you think needs a little bit of an escape in their lives? And I know that podcasts are scary things. I get it. It's new media. But I am the self-proclaimed queen of new media. And I'm embracing this. We're doing it. And if they're not sure, remind them it's free. If they're if they like me and they like my comedy and they follow me, it's like a free show every week, basically. So what I want you to do is copy and paste the link to this app and send it to the one friend who you think needs a little bit of an escape from whatever's happening in their life, because you know I like to use you guys as my publicity machine there's nothing more efficient because basically it's women and gay men who listen to us and you guys when you put your mind to it you can make anything huge i know i appreciate the power of you look what you've done for me all right gang i'm off i'll see you next week um we are actually gonna have to hire a bloody professional studio that's happening we're gonna be coming this will be the last time there'll be any quaint wines from vince it's time we go full-blown profesh i mean Just the studio, not Michael and I, don't worry. We're not going to change it that much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for choosing us. I never take that for granted. Have a wonderful week and uh, we'll chat soon. Bye, my darlings.